You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 378 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight, we got a new article for you. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you've been having a nice day over there. I certainly have. I got an article to hit the Sky and Telescope website. Oh, what a tickle. And I'll tell you what, a really, my favorite part of this whole thing was getting to work with an editor for the first time. Shout out to Monica. She was just wonderful and uh, took an essay that I had sent her and it was sort of what reminded me of a, a spring garden. You know, you have, you have an idea, you have potential there and then she just kind of cleaned it out. It's like a music producer and said, well, what if we did it like this? And what if we just move this and just gently couple suggestions here and there and uh, well here it is i hope you enjoy it believing isn't seeing teaching astronomy for the visually impaired teaching the night sky to the blind and low vision community opens up new ways of experiencing the cosmos march 31st by josh urban i looked up at the clear spring sky drinking in photons from the big dipper then i closed my eyes feeling the wind and imagining ancient starlight greeting my eyelids. What's astronomy like if you're blind? Snagging a binocular view of the beehive cluster, I marveled at this perennial favorite, harbinger of sunny days and a buzzing in the flowers. The night breeze tickled the wind chimes on the porch, a perfect musical transcription of the view. If M44 had a soundtrack, the gently ringing chimes would be it. With well over two decades of avid backyard astronomy under my belt, complete with an assortment of telescopes and fancy optics, reimagining my experience with astronomy is suddenly forefront in my mind. In a few weeks, I'll be hosting my first class on astronomy for school children, and they're blind. So I've been thinking hard. Can I interpret the night sky effectively for them? Perhaps the next rock star astrophysicist is a blind sixth grader, just waiting to be intrigued by a field they hadn't even thought accessible. To love something, though, one must meet it first. What tenets should the encounter rest on? People tend to feel more engaged when they feel they can contribute, and luckily, there's much about astronomy that doesn't include vision. After all, we can't see the interiors of planets and black holes by nature elude visual observation. Yet these fields of study are brimming with activity and unanswered questions. In efforts to open the sky to the greater blind and low vision community, a genuine invitation to serious participation is not only straightforward, but to everyone's benefit. Who knows who will make the next breakthrough? And a larger talent pool lifts everyone. Different perspectives can often lead to different results. Hawking or Einstein didn't punch their Messier marathon cards after all. That's um, Josh's side note. That's a, a backyard astronomy activity right there. Yet a lifelong passion or evil, even a simple love of space often requires a hook. The aha moment in my observing career came from seeing Jupiter and Saturn through an old school 60 millimeter refractor. Happy for days. My 11-year-old perspective was suddenly as big as the sky. Those planets are really out there. 
Not that I had doubted it, but the images I'd seen in books remained in the intellectual realm, not feel it in your bones reality. Yet to even attempt to process the enormity of astronomy, we need both. As an adult, I spend long nights hunting faint galaxies with big scopes. The mere glimpse of them is not much home to write about, not much to write home about, yet the theoretical knowledge of what they are rounds out the experience. Knowing what you're barely seeing makes it click. Preparing this class for the blind kids has made me realize how much of my observations are thought-based as opposed to purely visual. And I question if I'm missing more ways of experiencing this marvelous universe. For example, NASA has converted some of their photos into sonic representations. One of these, a picture of the heart of the Milky Way, combines visible, infrared, and X-ray wavelengths, mostly transcriptions of light beyond our perception to begin with. The sound struck me with a different kind of detail than when I just viewed the image. Here's another one of a deep field south. It's a little note in there. It doesn't make sense if you're reading it. But it's another link. Now I'm paying more attention to the way a clear night feels, to how my mind's eye might journey to a distant world, or even the owls hooting in the forest as I navigate a telescope through the galaxy fields. A blind colleague is helping me prepare for this class, and she told me, I hear the moon smells like gunpowder. Later she asked, but what does it look like? Grasping at, tr at straws, yet delighted with the question, I whooped out something about a ping pong ball with scuff marks. May the poets forgive me. <laughs> Gradually, the explanations are becoming more refined. Craters, a friend suggested a pothole as a reasonable analogy. White, full spectrum, light, all of the strings on a guitar strummed at once, yet able to be separated into individual colors of sound. It's my hope to show these kids sky in a way that lets them fall in love with it, just as we all have in our own ways. I suspect they'll open many horizons for me too. How do you interact with the universe? Josh Urban is an avid backyard astronomer and educator who's gradually realizing there's more to the sky than meets the eye. He lives near Washington, D.C. with five telescopes and a few guitars. See you tomorrow. Good night.